This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jackson's there. Billy did. The goal. Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2. Huddersfield. Oi. Thank you. Rupian Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. For Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Hello and welcome to episode 180 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Town score a point in the smog in the hometown of Jonathan Hogg. Dr. Bergzog makes his debut. Booyaka, booyaka, he's six foot nine, but Carl Hudlin gains another extension. And there's plenty more for us to dissect this week. Joining myself, Matt Shaw, to do just that is the bear, Richard Kosmala. And making his seasonal debut, it's Jonathan Gillespie. How are we doing? Good. I think this is well, thank you. It's not Burnley, is it? Let me just check. Uh, nah, Uddersfield, definitely. They sent me Uddersfield. <laughs> You can't make right. it up, can you? Someone called Mark Cox getting a cocked-up shirt, can you? <laughs> Unbelievable, mate. Honestly, it's, uh, it must be doing rounds on some of the high-profile banter uh, stuff because I've had a few people that I've known to do with Tantin. What's this all about? So, Mark, if you're watching, I don't know you do, mate. You are going viral and global. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, Mark, unfortunately, but <laughs> maybe I'll get <laughs> a new shout-out. Tantin's uh, <laughs> nice for sure. Anyway, speaking of uh, shops, uh, you can get 10% off all Magic Rock paraphernalia online if you use our code of AHTTC10. Uh, if you go to magicrockbrewing.com, uh, jump on uh, the uh, checkout there and use AHTTC10 and you'll get 10% off all, on, all online orders. Right, guys, my voice is absolutely done. I've had a chest infection all week. I'm really struggling, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit about Huddersfield Town going to Middlesbrough, getting a one-all draw, and hopefully you two can dissect this and give my voice a rest. So uh, Middlesbrough won Town, won a, a to-and-fro battle. Uh, Borough started quite well. Town came back into it in that first half. Great save by Lee Nichols with the leg, and then Town hit the post through Brahima Diara. But was it a handball by Mr. Lenihan? I'm not too sure. Um, guys, talk us through that first half. Yeah, it wasn't an handball, Matt. I've freeze-framed it loads of times. It's his chest and uh, and then come back out and that as well. Good, mate. Uh, enjoyed the game. It's not often you can tell about our games. Uh, end to end. Uh, a lot happening. Again, similar theme to all games I've seen all season, to be honest. We're good on the counter. We're good on the, we're good hitting on the break and stuff. And we look really sharp. I thought Sober Thomas was excellent. Uh, I promise in the uh, last couple of games for Sober and that as well, obviously. For, for me... You don't need to win any fans over, but unfortunately, we have got some bizarre fans who've got issues just because he wanted Wales to beat England. But So, he's got to win all them over. But I think it's really good. Uh, I think Warnock's uh, 
obviously he's been quite vocal about him. Uh, I mean, he can get away with it, can't he? Because he's kind of a man who needs managed his. I don't know. We're kind of in it, not a troublemaker, but it's like got plenty to say as sober and that as well. So I think he's got the right man there in Neil Warnock, and he looked really dangerous. And it were almost like going back to the promotion season, wasn't it, with his goal? It was just like, uh, I mean, promotion is a playoff season where Thomas gets a corner, you expect stuff to happen, and and it did, and that as well. But yeah, the first half, I thought we were, you know, good. A bit out of the blue, really, the DR thing. I know you thought it might be on ball map, but I've watched it a few times. Definitely not. As well, well I'm just again, watching it now, mate, and it's it's. I'm not sure his right arm and his nah. body's there. It's no one appealed for it, and all I think that tells you all you need to know. Uh, I don't think anyone can see, can they? I think that's the other thing oh. with between Diar and the defender. I think it's blocked slightly, but yeah. again, Lee Nichols, oh, you know, and I don't know. Obviously, yeah, Leicester by his own high standards will be disappointed with that. But again, he were back to form today. Uh, he's absolutely. I know it's an obvious thing to say, but he's absolutely massive for the town. I'd rather not have a striker or a ball playing eight and ten if it meant keeping Lee Nichols. If Lee, if it meant that Lee Nichols would stay, obviously we want him to stay. But the trouble is, you, teams are going to be watching some of that stuff that he did like yesterday, and it's like, yeah, maybe a cheeky offer. But he's so good for us. He didn't cost us a penny, Matt, did he? Kind of thing. Free. Unbelievable, man! What a signing for us. But, but yeah, the, in the first half, yeah, I just thought we. Uh, we looked good uh, for like 15 minutes, but then I thought Butter kind of bossed the, the rest of the first half as well, but obviously nil-nil at that point. Johnny? Yeah, we were just saying, it's one of them classic games that if you ask a Borough fan, they think they deserve to win it. And if you ask a Town fan, you could probably make an argument for Town deserve to win it. Um, Neil Warnock certainly came out and said in his, his um, um, interview with Raj through the club that he was disappointed not to kind of come away with a win. Um, but obviously took a lot of positives from the performance itself. Um, I guess my opinion is, from, from from watching it, yeah, I thought the point was relatively fair. I watched the highlights again this morning, which obviously don't tell the full picture, and there are a few of those Borough chances, looks and thought. Um, we were very lucky to have Lee Nichols, Lee Nichols in net, and they were very lucky that he didn't seem to have that kind of cutting edge um, to, to, to put a bit of quality in. But then, like I say, equally we had our chances too. I think it's a... Uh, to step up in in performance, it's a it's not necessarily step up in in, in effort um, because obviously they thought the effort was fantastic against Leicester, but it was there again um, against Borough. I think if we keep it, nothing's really changed, but we keep if we keep playing how we are, we can have a bit of quality and keep that endeavour. We we will get results in this league. Um, I know Borough haven't necessarily started well, but I thought they I thought they played well. I thought you could see the quality they had certainly in midfield um, was, was showing through. But we did enough to, to to keep it at bay and kind of limit the chances. And obviously, we keep saying it; it's become a bit of a soundbite by the club, isn't it? That we have the best keeper in the league, but we certainly have one of the best keepers in the league. That Dominic's part of our eleven, and he's he's an asset in our squad. So it's okay. He got man of the match, and sometimes it can point to a bit of a negative performance when your keeper gets man of the match, but. He's very much part of the eleven. He's very much part of our arsenal. So, um, yeah, I think he, I think obviously he kept us in it. But I think also we we were definitely worthy of the point. Um, and depending on who you ask, um, potentially worthy of a bit more. I think as well, Matt. I think part of the first half, a bit worried actually. Half time, I text you, but obviously the booking's Hog and Redone, especially Hog. You know, him getting the booking so early on, you just like because they had you know a lot of pace as well. The guy who uh, they signed, place. Uh, to replace the striker, go. I forgot who his name. Latte, latte. Like, what's it? Latte, latte. It sounds like something from yeah, mm. Costa Coffee, didn't it? But like, uh, yeah, he 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 had a lot of pace, Matt. But yeah, he were good. He stretched us as well, and uh, yeah, I think as, as we saw against Plymouth, and uh, we've got a solid defence, I think, but we ain't got much pace there, have we? So if we can get him behind us, it always is a bit of a concern. But yeah, that's what they say. As we went into the shed, sat, I were quite. You know, we give as good as we got from me, so I was quite pleased, and and it was a good game to watch. So yeah, we're quite happy with that. Yeah, so town second half they came out and and started really brightly, didn't they? And it was the corner from Sorba Thomas, uh, which has been turned into his own net by Dale Fry. Town in the ascendancy, ascendancy that was. Um, and they look, we looked like we could grab a second, didn't we? We we actually looked really good for that sort of fifteen minute spell, um, but we sort of failed really to sort of capitalise on a good position. I know it failed to, is probably a harsh term, but the game was probably there for the taking, I guess, at that point. And, you know, I think you can look at that two ways. You can either say credit to Middlesbrough for coming back into it, because they did, and they were good when they did. Uh, and also credit to Town for 
you know, trying to finish Middlesbrough off, but it just wasn't to be, was it? And Sauber Thomas was uh, was quite good, wasn't he, throughout throughout the game, Cosy? Like you said, we we're looking at three key passes. You know, he's worked quite hard throughout. Um, some good delivery into the box. You know, working back as well, um, back on form, which was which was good, even though uh, some of his uh, naysayers who I speak to still wouldn't give him any credit from from the game, and I would only point to him cupping his ear. I think at the uh, the goal, which is a bit odd behaviour, isn't it? But that's what he does. <laughs> he does odd things. Um, but yeah, you know that that sort of first first half of the second half was pretty good. I think the trouble is, Matt, we are we are, and, and until we get maybe some like again, you know, ball playing midfielder or you'll suffer a bit more offensive. We're always just gonna be on the retreat, really. I don't, I don't, I didn't see as as soon as we scored, I'm thinking, yeah, we're just gonna kind of sit in there, really, and you know, probably probably again try and counter at some point. But yeah, we're just, I'm not. Not saying it were like a Lamo, because far from it and that as well. But yeah, Borough. Uh, to be fair, Matt, I didn't think Borough as well as they had, they had a bit of pace, you know. Up front, I didn't, I didn't see them, you know, kind of ripping us really and, and that as well. But then again, it, I know you say it's my pet bear or bugbear, Matt. But I've, I've watched it today. I've, I've really battled with myself in my head about this. But I'm gonna just say because you can analyse everything to bloody death, can't you? But it would a bloody brilliant goal, wasn't it, from that Aidan Acne and that. Fantastic yeah. hit, but again, I still can't get out of my head. There's about four or five town players, but ultimately, is you know, been positive. He's gone in there and, and he's is it an absolute rasper there that he's as good as Nichols is? He's got no chance, but part of me thinks again, there's Thomas kind of, but no, no, shut up because it, 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 what a brilliant strike, and, and you've just got to take your hat off to him rather than trying to analyze everyone. But what do you think Warnacle has said in there, Matt? Do you think he'll be disappointed with it or not, or will he just kind of accept it? Um. Not with a strike. There's nothing you can do with a strike. It's brilliant. It's how he got there. Maybe you can be slightly disappointed. I think there's a. I think Tom Edwards has a chance, doesn't he? It's at one point, Sauber's working back and midfield. You know, he's a central midfielder. He's Hackney. So who's who's tracking him? You can say, but I don't know. I think when someone scores a goal like that, I'd just rather sort of just dip the old hat and just say, Do you know what, great strike, well done, Johnny. Go on. No, I agree. I think. I think, like I just said, you can overanalyze analyze everything, and no doubt they will do. Um, certainly in, in modern day football, as it is now, I think if if any time a goal goes in, there's always things you can point to, um, not individuals in a negative way, but people in the roles on the football pitch that could have done something a little bit better because the player still got an ambition to score than ultimately has score. But then sometimes, do you want me to say if, if you if you do concede or concede a goal like that um, to that quality, that it's it's one of those things that you maybe you can't stop. Um, like if you go back to the Plymouth goal, there's loads of things that people could have done um, differently and 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 try to like prevent goals. But I think you're going to concede a goal sometimes. It's a from a managerial point of view, it's not a bad one to concede. But I think you've just got to look at the, the quality of, of 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 the goal really. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily be too too upset to concede that if I was Neil Warnock. I think they'll be more upset with our goal than we are with theirs. To be fair, when you watch them both back, yeah, they're yeah. definitely were a brilliant centre on it from. Uh from Thomas, but I don't know what you guys thought at that time, but I just thought it was so important we didn't lose, so and we should have done really <laughs> when, uh, so very incredible miss really, uh, although someone pointed out to me on my WhatsApp that yeah, Alex were a bit more of an incredible miss, but yeah, he should have scored there, but I must, I were kind of thinking, I'll take my point, I just thought if we'd have lost to Butter it would have been, we needed to get something from the game as well, so I want to fuss that, you know, we didn't really offer a right lot coming after that. I'll tell you one guy who just made me smile because, again, although some people were criticising my son's social media, that's surprising. You don't normally get that on social media with town. Everyone's normally really supportive of their players. But, but yeah, Matty Pearson, I, I, I mean, he was absolutely knackered. He, I mean, the pace mm. Butter had, the guy would just like, he seemed to be getting run out left, right and centre for 93 minutes or whatever they, they played as well. I, I didn't have any issues at all with his uh, performance as well. Some people were saying he didn't look fit and you know, Chicken had him another but... match, I think. Chicken gave yeah. him a nine. Yeah. I thought he were brilliant. Yeah, it's had a really good game. He were on his haunches as well. He, he just gives everything. And the one thing that, that was being mentioned as well, I totally agree. Mike, I don't know whether these works on this in training. I'd love to have a little peer through McDonald's fence and uh, sneak on a look at our training session. But Mike Pearson in the box, in the other end, is I, he seems to take great pride. I mean, like his, his shot the other, in his shot were nearly a goal, wasn't it? But like, he took, he's, it's a great, he's that's a great... To control that on his on his yeah. um, line turn, that's a real skill. That's that's you know, a lot harder than it looks. He he he, he executes it really well. 
you know when we were like used to check Chuck F up there, obviously in the golden uh, times and that as well. Mike Pearson's got some really good skills. I think more than kind of F was, and it. I know it'd be a bit desperate, really. Steady, but, steady. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Kyle Ludlin would be too happy. But honestly, I think what I'm trying to say is Nichols and Pearson are absolutely massive for us to your town. I get the feeling as well they're great leaders. Just listening to Nichols' post-match, obviously Pearson coming back last year, I think were massive in us staying up. And yeah, massive praise to them too. I think they're so big for us. I know Tom Lee's obviously is to come back, but I won't want to lose any of them too. I think it'd be a huge blow if we did, but... No, he, honestly, Mike Pearson last night, he can't have done anything but just go home and just lie on his sofa and order delivery or whatever because he put, he, honestly, we, he ran himself to death, man. And yeah, they had so much pace up front, but I was pleased in the end just to kind of get a draw, really, especially with the, uh, you know, the sh- incident and the uh, injury time. But yeah, a good point and a good game, I thought. I was a bit surprised, to be honest, with the um, Mike Pearson thing because I just thought he was fairly solid. I didn't think he was brilliant and I didn't think he was. He was rubbish. I thought the uh, the latte latte leth, I think it's called, isn't he? The striker. I thought yeah. he he ran him ran him quite ragged a couple of times, but he never really got behind or beyond, which was credit to Mike Pearson. And you know, um, him and Helic were just um, solid for me. They're both fine. I thought they both defended relatively well. Um, Mike Pearson put one or two decent blocks in, I think, which probably nudges him ahead of Helic. You know, in in terms of you know if you're picking a man of the match award, but. Um, yeah, I think there was only one player really who um, I struggled with yesterday, and uh, he disappointed me. I know you're going to say. I know you're going to say. And I don't really want to say it because everyone's digging, everyone's jumping on him, you know, all over social media, and I don't really think it's fair some of the comments he's getting. But I did think Danny Ward struggled yesterday. Um, a lot of a lot of balls went forward to him, and he won next to nothing really. And he just looks like he's carrying maybe a niggle somewhere for me. Danny Ward is just not doesn't seem to be quite moving as as well as what he was at the end of last season. I don't know whether that's just um, me making an excuse for him. I don't know, but um, it, it, you know, it, in games like this, you know, if it's not working, because you know, Danny Ward's not going to play well every week, is he? he you, you are going to have games like that. It, it just highlights, doesn't it, the lack of quality depth. You, you've got unknown quantities in Harrod and Hudlin, and I like both of them. Uh, but at this point, if Danny Ward's not having his best game, this is where you kind of want to go, right, okay, here's the other striker. Or you want to be rotating, ideally. And this is where the other decent striker, you know, you throw him on, he holds the ball up and you get that foothold foot in the in the final third. But, you know, I think some of the com- some of the comments on Danny Ward are a bit strong, but I don't think he excelled. But I don't really want to dig him out yeah. either because... It's because he, he's been. He's, he was great for his end of last season and the season before Danny Ward. So, um, yeah, it's it's, it, it's one game, isn't it? And it's I'm not saying he's necessarily been electric in 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 the first two, but it's it's one of them where he's, he's got a bit of credit in the bank. But you are right. I think if it's a couple of times he balls in defeat. Um, he, he tries to play a couple of first time passes, and it's what what the funny enough, there was one absolute shocking pass that he played in defeat first time, which then actually. Ended up. Oh, well, it, was one the of, it was one yeah. of those where it's so bad that it almost became good again, <laughs> and that's what <laughs> yeah. led to the corner for the goal. But yeah, yeah. it's yeah. It's, the thing is, it's it's we know what we're getting with Danny Ward, and he, he's another year. He's another year older. Um, he, he, he struggled to complete games last season, not necessarily just on fitness, just on just on injuries. And I don't like to like I say I don't like to dig him out because of that, because he might turn around and say, "Well." I mean, I was giving everything to get 60 out of me. Do you know what I mean? It's not the fact he's, he's, he's for lack of fitness. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it, it's it's where the club needs to come and help him um, because we, we obviously we've got Harrit, we've got Hudlin, fair enough. I think they've both started the season as well as we could have hoped. Um, and there's certain positives there from, from both of those players. But it's where the club needs to come and help and help come and help him and maybe bring in someone with that bit more seniority, bit more now, a bit more experience, certainly at championship EFL level, um, that they can alternate because it had... The, the club can't be relying on on, on Danny Ward to start every week because it's 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 not fair on him. And I think we will start to see more performances like that, which may be a bit tired, maybe carrying a knock. Um, and it's not it's not to dig him out because he's he's a player who we know has played through injury and we know came back um, mm. earlier than probably he would have done when Warnock came in last season and has done a job for us and, and definitely did a job for us last season and is still capable of that. But it's that it's that where that's where I think the club need to just support him and recognise that. And, and and not rely on him because it's going to be the detriment of him as a player if, if he has to do that week in week out. Problem is if you're a town striker, Johnny, you, you you're only reliant on like Sober Thomas. I don't think 
Karoma gets much in from his side of the flank. And, and honestly, I'm going to do it to death until we get one. But we, oh, my words, get us a bloody eight or a ten and a quarterback in the ASAP. He's so frustrating watching Diara. Like, uh, and, yeah, obviously, Warnock's mentioned before, like, you know, and we all seen it, the, the final ball. But it's just, we break so well and so dangerous and stuff as well. And I'm just thinking if we've just got someone who could, you know, th- th- I don't think that's helping Danny Ward at all, really, because there's no one you know, really that's going to do anything for him and that as well, kind of essential. So it's like anything we're going to get and Warnock hinted it, yes, this is, this goal scoring still looks a problem. We, you know, we might get set pieces. We need to, yeah, I, I think he had an interesting interview with that yesterday. I think he was like, as if to say to me, to Kevin Nagel, our recruitment team, come on guys, give me some help here because we don't look like scoring. So, yeah, mm. interesting, uh, interesting comments. I thought yesterday. That's not just from that. the striker either, because Danny Ward's having nothing created. Well, he's had nothing created for him for three seasons, has he? Really, Danny Ward? No, it's, no. It's not just all on. I don't think a striker necessarily fixes that. I, I just don't think we're a particularly creative team, are we? Um, that's where you need your number eight, isn't it? Your your passing midfielder. And I've been on about that for over a year. Um, <laughs> so I've been on about since Aaron Moy left, to be honest, but it's just, it's just one of those I'll get things, him out of retirement. Bloody hell, come on. Wouldn't it be amazing? I'll put him a year's subscription at Marston's, a lifetime subscription <laughs> at Marston's. Just anything. Aaron! I know. Please. Right, you've heard what we've had to say about the game, so now listen to what the opposition had to say. This week's opposition report comes from Johnny Bullock from the Borough Breakdown. Hello guys, Johnny here from the Borough Breakdown podcast to me give you a bit of a review on the game today. And how was it? I think 1-1 draw, was it a fair result? Oh, I don't really know. I think we should have really won the game into, from a Mills perspective. You know, we created plenty of chances. We should have put the game about times. But saying that, Huddersfield created the chances themselves. They mainly come from set pieces. And obviously the goal, the own goal as well felt like, I don't know, I don't know how it really went in, to be honest. Um, but it did, and I thought after that spell, 15-20 minutes, I thought you played some good stuff. But for the majority of the game, I thought Bora played really well at times. Um, definitely starting to click, definitely a bit signs of encouragement because we haven't been as, as good um, over the last few games. I thought Laelaf was fantastic on his debut, and um, I thought Engel was a bit safe on his debut as well, but he was good. Um, Hayden actually played really well, and he was deserving of his rocket of a finish um, as, as well. So the game itself... Uh, I just, I'm still thinking of that Sammy Silvera chance, you know, right at the end where he could have won it and probably should have won it. It was probably harder to miss uh, than than what he did. But, you know, it's one of those things. Boris, look, at the moment, is just not with them, you know, and, and we're not finishing the good chances. And that is just where we're at at the moment. But it's plenty of signs of encouragement from a Boris perspective. I think Huddersfield will still need a bit of work coming in the end of the window. We definitely do. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how we both uh, fare out at the end of the window. But guys, thank you very much for having me on. Overall assessment, Borough should have probably won, but we didn't. And, you know, Huddersfield have came away from with a very, very valuable point. Right, thanks to Johnny for uh, for providing the uh, analysis from uh, the other end. It's always nice to hear from Johnny. He's a, he's a really good lad, and the Borough Breakdown's one of the better uh, podcasts you'll listen to if you do like to listen to opposition ones. Uh, what we'll do now, guys, is we'll just have a quick break for the ads uh, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Delano, Dr. Bergzog. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cozzy, what, what's your favorite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, so uh, it's all about comments and uh, and little things now. So Delana Bergsorg, I think what we'll, roll, what we'll do, Cosy, is we'll roll in what Sheridan Sparks had to say from 
uh, the Unknown Minds podcast, uh, and then we can pick up on those comments. From a Mainz fan's perspective, it's actually quite difficult to be able to judge um, Delano Borsog for you because he's not really had a chance to settle down with us. He's been at the club for about 18 months now, having joined on loan from Hedeklaes in the, in the Dutch Eredivisie, um, without ever really then settling into our team. He was bought in on loan um, at the time to strengthen our attacking options, and the deal was then made permanent in the summer. But... If I recall correctly, he's not actually started a game for the club in that time. He's had a handful of um, substitute appearances where he's come off the bench and he's had his 15 minutes there and half an hour here um, without ever actually settling into the team and becoming one of the first names on the on, on the team sheet. Um, his two goals, for example, um, for the club in that time have been a couple of tap-ins, um, one in the league, which was a consolation goal, and, and one in the cup where we played away at a a team that had been recently relegated into the third division and ended up winning the game comfortably anyway. Um, he's a quick player, he's agile, he's very direct as well. He's the kind of player that will pick the ball up and immediately get his head up and look to take on the man. Um, but on the side of that, he, his decision-making also isn't fantastic. There's been lots of situations where, we, or I say lots, these substitute appearances where we have seen him where he's picked the ball up and had maybe two or three players ahead of him where a, a pass would have been the right option, but instead he's ended up losing the ball by by taking on his man. Um, so from a Mainz fan's perspective, like I say, it's very difficult to, to judge him and say Huddersfield are making a good signing, even if it is only on, on loan for the season. Um, it's also worth noting that, that he was suspended from, from the squad um, a couple of times back in September and October of 2022 for a number of reasons, including turning up late to training. So, where, where, again, whether he has an, an actual attitude problem is, is not something that, that we're able to comment on, or I'm certainly not able to comment on, because I, I haven't seen any reason that he has. Um, but he has come um, a cropper to disciplinary action on a couple of occasions. So it would be interesting to see um, what happens if he does end up moving to England. Right, so... Um... The, the the that from Sheridan was hardly a, a glowing reference, was it? But he looked interesting, didn't he, when he came on Bergsog? Yeah. He um, how tall is it? Fast, hell. very huge. quick. Yeah, he looks very quick. Yeah, it looks a good six three, six four, doesn't yeah. he? Um, very sharp. Uh, his touch is either Premier League or non-league. There's no in between, is there? You know, you get visit into him, and he'll he'll either do something amazing or something terrible. He's he's going to be an interesting an interesting character, but. Johnny it says he's 185 centimeters, Matt, on the sofa score. What, what's that in there? It's about six foot, isn't it? That's he's bigger than Is that. It? Yeah, he's a lot mm. bigger than that. Um, yeah, so, um, it looks like a potential difference maker to me, Johnny. I know we only say that on what did he have half an hour or so, but there just looks to be something there where he's different and that extra injection of pace, the strange skill set that is almost like Jonathan Stead, isn't it? You know, with those sort of uh, you know, the long legs and the looping lollopin. Yeah. Um, Step overs, etc. There's potentially something there, isn't there? It could be an interesting one. I think so, and I think again, we've alluded in press conferences and listened to Warnock and stuff. I think we're not we're not going to be able to go out and sign a striker who is guaranteed. To, I mean, I know he's not necessarily signed as a striker, but he's signed as an attacking player. To, I mean, to help the attack, be that with assists or goals. Um, we're not going to be able to go and sign someone who's proven at this level. To, I mean, 15 goals, 15 assists. Um, so you, you've got to kind of gamble on a little bit of curveball, really. Um, and do you do that from your lower leagues or do you do that from, from abroad? And in, in this example, we've done that from abroad. Um, and I think to call him a difference maker, I think it's quite, it's, it's quite a good an, a, analysis, really. From, from just, we've, we've not really seen a lot of him, but we got the YouTube clip, didn't we, on him? On the, um, on the Twitter from the official page. I mean, anyone can look good in a YouTube clip, but uh, he looked all right. Down with the Akabe, um, yep. <clears throat> yeah, so we've, Benza, we've, yeah. We've been burnt with that before, so we'll never, town fans will never trust anything that's on YouTube again. But yeah, I think what we wanted, we want, we want someone who's going to add something different to the attack. We've got a bit of height already. We've got kind of your, your stalwart, kind of hard-working, bulldog kind of striker in, in Ward. So like last year when we brought, we brought in... Um, 
but his name escapes me. He's gone back to Derby. Um, Waghorn. They were very similar, weren't they? Um, he's a bit of a t- atypical replacement. So this guy is somebody different. He's a bit of pace, which I think we've not. We we, we do lack. We do have a little bit of pace in the team, but we, it'll help. Um, and pace and height. If you can get him playing with a bit of skill and a, I mean, it can make a difference. I quite like him because he seems a bit of a mad maverick. Um, he's got a bit of a personality. He's he's got a bit of an attitude. Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. We've kind of heard heard that mentioned. But then I guess you've got the experience in a, in a Warnock to try and manage that in in the right way. Um, and we've seen Warnock do that at multiple players over the years. Probably no more more noted than than what he did with QPR and and Tarat. I'm sure people have heard that story. Um, so I think there's there's potential there for it for it to work. There's also potential to to not work. Um, but the money that we've got invested in it and it's a gamble. Um, I, I don't really see. It can't really. Be, I mean, it's not like a deer can't be we throw millions away, is it? But so I mean, I think we'll, we'll, we shall see, shall we? I mean, his record today isn't amazing. You're not going to look at his stats and get too excited. Um, but I think he's a little bit of interest, a little bit of excitement, something completely different. And he's a kind of player you think when he came on. I think everyone was a bit like, I'm quite excited to see what he does. Um, and if nothing else, that's a bit of a positive to someone who looks looks and sounds a bit different around the club. Mm. I'll tell you what, didn't do in their favours, Matt. I was disappointed with a club uh, kind of release. It said he was a striker. And then so everyone were nailing him. Look at them no, stats. He's not a striker it? at all. He's a winger mm. who was played as a striker every now and again and, and that as well. But so, yeah, I thought we'd have, we'd have put that together. It's a very so. Warnock thing, though, is that I think they just take a lead from Neil Warnock. He refers to like inside forwards and wingers as, as forwards and strikers, doesn't he? I think that's just a very Neil Warnock thing. <laughs> Well, if I you are looking at stats, I probably look his, his goal scoring stats are better than his assist stats. I think he's only had one senior career assist, but <laughs> but no. I mean, he's been in double countries. Obviously, been been in Germany, he's been in Holland, he's been in Italy for a little bit as well. But I mean, mine's paid like one point seven uh, million for him. So I mean, obviously mm. in today's game, but you can't be a mug if you if you get. It's more than we'd pay, isn't it? More than yeah, we'd pay yeah. for players. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that he like kind of just jumped in and you know arrived and seems to be happy to be here is really good. The one thing it was hard to understand was there was a bit of a couple of articles I read and it kind of it was said that the coach had and I didn't know it's just not in the plans or whether there's been some discipline issues at, at my minds but it was kind of saying the coach has thrown him out of the squad. It might be just that the way they term term it. Turned up late a few times I think and Yeah um, so yeah. there must be something in that so it kind of felt like it's a bit one or two issues but like say we've got Neil Warnock here who won't stand for any of that as well. So, though, an interesting signing, Johnny. I know, obviously, not one to get the, the pulses racing too much, but it's... Uh, and then when he came on yesterday, I thought he looked quite sharp. And, and his ball, the ball that he cut back was really intelligent for me and that as well, where I think most yeah. of his put it across, he cut it back and we nearly had got in there. So, yeah, and the fact that Warnock, when you look at some of them people that he could have put on, like Pat Jones and obviously Hudlin's been in good form, the fact that he's only been here for a for a few training sessions and Warnock feels thrown. I think he's probably coming, going to come into training this week. Or hopefully, thinking, right, this is it. The manager believes in me. He'll get me on that pitch against Norwich. So, no, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, um, that's Delano Dwayne Bergsorg. What a great name that is as well, isn't it? So, I'm uh, quite looking forward to seeing more of him. And I'm sure we'll see more when the King returns this Saturday um, at the John Smith's. Stadium. David Attrick's eyes. Let's get back David now. David isn't a Wagner fan. Well, Dave's a whopper because Wagner's got Norwich third in the league at the minute. I better not go too early with that, but he's got them third in the league at the minute and looking decent. So, you know, it, it, to be fair, Dave's never been a fan of Carlos Corbran when he was doing well or David Wagner. I think Dave just doesn't like Huddersfield Town. Let's throw that out there. Let's just throw it out there that Dave just bad mouths anything good about yeah. Huddersfield Town. Let's just the room, the rumour starts here. The <laughs> yeah, starts exactly. here. This is the source. He doesn't really. He doesn't really. He's living in a dream. And in Brighton can sell about £900 million worth of players and just carry on winning and stuff. He's just incredible, man. But yeah, mm-hmm. Dave, never forget where you come from with Dean, mate. <laughs> Bobby right, Zamora. So- Right, so I asked um, plenty of people for... So I've been throwing this out weekly. Uh, we do something called the Away Day Log. So I did the first uh, at Plymouth, and I managed to badger somebody to do this week as well. So this week comes from Hotline HTFC. You'll have seen him on Twitter, I'm sure. Um, and here's what he did uh, when he went away to Middlesbrough. Good morning from Middlesbrough. It is relatively decent weather. The sun is out bit of wind but i've braved it with the shorts and the t-shirt um do you know what 
I'm relatively confident. On the train up, to begin with, I didn't fancy us, but I bumped into a few Borough fans. They're not confident either. They started Matt Crooks up top against Coventry last week and got beat 3-0. They're not having him. They're not having Carrick at the moment. Um, confidence does not seem to be brimming over here either. So, there's every chance for us today. Both teams not picked up a point yet. It's probably not going to be the most exciting game of football to watch. Um, but you don't need me to tell you that three points is all that matters. Um, look, as I say, I'm quite confident today. Quietly confident. Um, if we play like we did against Leicester, I fancy us to come away with something. A point at least. But time will tell. Up the town. Well, I'm really struggling to come up with anything for you here, Matt. It is half-time. Middlesbrough nil, Huddersfield Town nil. I'm in the Huddersfield Town smokers area and there is just as much action going on here at half-time as what there was in that first half genuinely nothing has happened um, and that's not coming from a negative standpoint it's not coming from a positive standpoint either literally nothing has happened um, apparently Diara hit the first we're right at the other end of that so I've got no idea if that's true or not um, but that's the only ooh that's come from the Huddersfield Town away end in terms of the home chances I think Hayden Hackney played a quite a nice 1-2 with one of their can't remember who it was to be honest but uh, Lee Nichols made a quite, a quite a decent save other than that I'm really struggling to come up with a report for you um, those at home, you've missed absolutely nothing from that first half. Absolutely nothing at all. Uh, yeah, let's hope for a better second one. But positives, we're not behind and we've got every chance. They're nowhere near better than us. So, uh, same, same as before. I think, we've got, I think we've got a chance of coming away with three points here. It's not going to take a miracle. They're no decent and neither are we. Corner. Corner. Sober Thomas. Crossed it. Near post. Home goal. Home goal. You heard it there first. I've got no idea, Matt. I'm still in a concourse. Fucking brilliant. Well, a hard four point on the road. Um, to be honest, could have definitely been three. But if I'm if I'm being really really truthful probably the fair result i don't think either team quite did enough to win it and to be honest i'm pretty sure borough had two big chances to win it in additional time so it's one of those a point on the board point in the right direction as many cliches as you like um we had our chances for sure um i honestly thought that Rodoni chance was going in um keepers come storming out of his net and it's fallen to Rodoni maybe 20, 25 yards out. And I thought he's lobbed him. And from our angle, it's going in. Um, gutted to see that one go wide. But do you know what? Like I say, I think I don't think we can complain with the point, especially after two defeats to start the season. Um, obviously, Borough haven't started well. But I still think they're, they're going to go relatively well this season. I still think they're going to have a pretty good season. So, um, yeah. I think it's one of those where play by ear. Uh, that'll end up being a pretty decent point on the road. So, yeah, can't complain too much. Completely forgot to mention Bergzog, who came on and, for me, made quite an impact. Uh, two moments for me stood out, one attacking, one defensive. Um, I can't quite remember who he pulled it back to. I'll say Rodoni. Sounds quite realistic. Uh, beat a man in front of us, pulled it back um, successfully. Who We should have probably done better with that, to be fair. Um, and then, defensively, Borough broke away. Uh, and he made a lovely professional foul, which is what we all like to see. And then himself a well-deserved yellow card. So no complaints in regards to Bergzog. Um, we'll take the point. We go again. That's great, that. Thanks very much to Hotline. He wanted me to call him Hotline rather than his real name, so he wants to stay incognito on Twitter. One, I think everyone no idea why. Coventry away Monday night. No! Uh, everyone has not... plans that I spoke to. It's, it's a gutting one, that, isn't it? I had uh, I had someone lined up to do our away day log for that, and now they can't do it for commentary, which is a shame. So, um, but anyway, if you want to do the away day log, please get in touch with me. You can either get in touch with us on the socials, email me matt matt at takesthatchance.com. My voice is going again. Um, so if you have a, if you fancy having a go at that, please do get in touch because uh, that's two down, twenty one to go. Um, right, guys. So the lionesses made the nation proud yet quite sad this morning as they lost the World Cup final to Spain. Uh, so all eyes were obviously at the Stafflex Arena uh, to see Huddersfield Town women to see if they could cheer us up. And our roving reporter, The Juice, a.k.a. Brady Frost, 
uh, went down to check it out. Hey, it's Brody. I'm the main pod. Yeah, I know. Can you believe that? Um, have a word, Matt. Anyway, here I am. I'm in the car. You can hear my keys jingling. I'm about to start the engine. The engine to the start of the season for... Huddersfield Town women. Yeah, so I'm going to go there and see them play in their first game of the season against AFC Flyde. Uh, just on my way after I watched uh, England women lose, unfortunately, the World Cup final to Spain. So I'm feeling a bit... I don't know, Spain played well, it's annoying. Um, but yeah, hopefully town town women can cheer me up. So uh, let's see. So I'm here at the ground. Uh, it's a fantastic little ground here at the Staff Lakes Arena in stores all if you haven't been. Um, it's got a lovely view and the sun is shining. I can smell the football in the air. Um, yeah, I'm really excited actually. I've, I've came, uh, came here a couple of times last season. But um, yeah, no, I've got, I'm in the mood for football. Um, should be a really good game. So half-time and it was 1-0. Um, really good end-to-end start to the game. <clears throat> Town went behind, but to their credit, they came back fairly uh, fairly good fashion, fairly responsive, which you want to see. And um, yeah, no, I've been enjoying it. I'm here with a, a couple of friends. Uh, shout out to Ed and his uh, girlfriend, Cynthia, um, who both come over from China to see the Huddersfield Leicester game and uh, Town women today. So yeah, fingers crossed. Let's hope we can see some more goals in the second half. So finished four two. Like what? It was a really really good game. Um, so town went behind two uh, one, and then they just came back and uh, from two one down and one four two. Really really um, fun exciting game. Shout out to Brittany Sanderson who scored two quality goals. First the equaliser, and then then one afterwards. Saw the goalkeeper off the line, went for a speculative one, um, and absolutely just like over. Completely goalkeeper nowhere near it. Absolutely fantastic strike. And then yeah, comfortable comfortable finish from substitute at the end. Yeah, really um, it's been a really good game. Um really cheered me up as well, especially after the uh, the loss uh, for the Lionesses earlier. So yeah, no, the sun is shining, had a had a drink at half time. Um yeah, I've been absolutely brilliant. Um let's see if I can go speak to some of the players. Cool, I'm here with Beth Stanfield. Beth, first game of the season, four two. How was that? It was hard, to be honest. Um, it's good to get the three points though in the first one of the season. I think now we can build from that. Um, first half was a bit shaky, um, but we grew into the game. You know, there's a few, there's a lot of new players and there's like some young players making the first start for us and stuff. So I thought we did really well to, to battle through it because we went behind twice, I think, and we managed to come back. So yeah, really good, to be honest. Yeah, 2-1 yeah. down, 4-2 uh, winners. You must be yeah. pleased as uh, captain inside. Mm, yeah, I think we, we really grafted hard in the second half to limit the, their chances. Um, and we were quite solid and we managed to figure out our pressing structure a bit better as well because in the first half they managed to play out far too easy I thought uh, but second half we kind of fixed that and we managed to I know they scored a chance but we managed to limit their chances and then still go up the other end and score so yeah really pleased yeah yeah it should be yeah first game first win yeah many more to come buzzing, buzzing. yeah hopefully we could build on that from that now um, but yeah it's good to just get the first one under and you're off to a good start aren't you? So, yeah no that's great no that's so uh, yeah, just back home now. But just just reflect on the game. Six pounds I paid for that. Um, you know, to go to store. So I know it's a little bit out of the way, but not too much. And it was it was really worth it. You know, six quid. I saw <laughs> we saw six goals. Um, just a really nice atmosphere as well. And I, I'm certainly going to try and come to more games this season, particularly when the men's team are playing away like they were this weekend. So really, really enjoyed that. Um, if you do want to. Check out what the next game. They've got a cup game on the 27th of August. Um, and then they're playing away in the league to Stoke City um, on the 3rd of September. And they're playing Halifax away as well. So you could probably get down to the Halifax game. But they're playing Burnley at home on Sunday, the 10th of September. So, uh, yeah, try and make yourself there. A bit of a Yorkshire-Lancashire derby. Should be good. But, um, no, thanks to... Uh, Thanks to everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed this match report and um, thanks to Beth for chatting to me earlier and thanks to, well, just all the players and staff are incredibly welcoming um, up the town. Got a win this weekend and a draw. Get in. Right, that's a great opening day win for Huddersfield Town women beating Fylde 4-2. So thanks to Brady for 
his report there. So we're hoping to do a little bit more with uh, Huddersfield Town women throughout this season uh, and maybe have one or two on as guests as well. Again, throwing it out there, if you guys want to do it, please come on, because that'd be great. Cosy, a couple of little um, additions at the end of the podcast here. It's going to be a quick one this week. Um, one thing that touches, um, I was saying to you guys before um, we did this, um, I was at McDonald's in Kirkstall and I happened to see a very nice, shiny black 4x4 BMW and a Mr. Kevin Sinfield was sat in the McDonald's car park doing the the old share meeting, do you know, where you don't actually dare go out and into the restaurant at McDonald's <laughs> and you sit in your car in the car park. Um, what a great man. He, yeah, what an absolutely brilliant man. He is Kevin Sinfield and the, and the stuff that he's done um, for MND. And there's uh, Cosy, there's a, a Miles for Marcus as well, isn't there? Which is um, something which will touch all Huddersfield Town fans' hearts who happened to see Marcus Stewart. He was such a phenomenal player uh, for Huddersfield Town, definitely in the top three players I've seen play for the club. Um, really sad news that he's, he's battling MND. Uh, but it's nice that the club have, have recognised that and they're going to try and do something for him, Cos. Brilliant, mate. And Kevin Nagel were as good as his word. I know, uh, I'll say, a friend of the pod, a host, uh, presenter, uh, Andy Kay, has been on a few times, but he was kind of nudging uh, Kevin Nagel in the summer. I saw, you know, we need to do something for Marcus Stewart. And yeah, uh, we played Switch 30th of September and uh, it's going to be an 18 mile and a four mile option, Matt. So, to, uh, <laughs> to we walk, do it? Uh, yeah, around other Shields landmarks as well. And it'd be nice, I'm sure some, some Ipswich fans are probably. They're having a right start season, so I'm sure they'll bring a few that day, and I reckon they'll they'll get involved as well. But oh, it just breaks your heart, doesn't it? Uh, MND, and you know, obviously everyone knows that I like watching the Rhinos. So, you, honestly, Matt, it breaks your heart. You see some of these old games they put on their, their Twitter feed or website, and they're up, we're talking like six, seven years ago, like just making phenomenal a player, wasn't it? And, and stuff, and now, you know, just oh, he's just shocking and. Obviously, everyone's heart sunk when we had the news about uh, Marcus Stewart. But, but again, uh, mentioned about the the charity raising uh, that we did. I think it was announced the other day, wasn't it? Was it something like seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds we raised for the with the, uh, the cycling uh, the end of last season as well? So this feel just like for me, it's just like I love stuff like this that our club just does, and it just brings everyone closer together. And obviously, it's had to be a quicker. Quick arrangement with the game coming so fast next month at the end of next month as well. But I'm sure uh, this town fans of a certain persuasion. Marcus Stewart probably be their favourite player. Name on the back of the shirt as well. And yeah, it's going to be an emotional uh, day that for a lot of reasons, isn't it? And hopefully Stewie will be uh, in the stadium so we can all show us. Because he's just frozen a little bit there, hasn't he, Johnny? But. Um... Absolutely. Head, I think that was uh, that was going to say. I'm filling the gap. Yeah. Um, he's back now. But yeah, Cosy nailed that one, mate. Um, I think you know at least one or two of us will try and get down to do the miles for Marcus as well, because uh, it definitely goes to something very worthwhile. Um, the other thing as well, Cosy was uh, wanting to discuss if he's still there. I don't know if he still is. He's kind of frozen at the minute. This is what happens with uh, with doing these things uh, over the internet, isn't it? Uh, rather than in person, but. Uh, there was a youth voice uh, focus group as well this week for 14 to 17 year olds, which um, Cozzy has been looking into and thought that was a a great idea as well. And, you know, these are the next generation of fans, isn't it? Um, I take a, a five-year-old to the game, Johnny, sooner you'll be possibly taking yours as well. So, you know, big times yeah. for the Gillespie household. Um, but it is difficult, isn't it, to try and get youngsters away from things like esports um things like you know the streaming the twitch and stuff and there's a lot of choice and a lot of different things that they like to do these days it's not like when we were kids and then on a saturday you could either play on your super nintendo or go to the football it's a little bit different now isn't it where there's there's a lot of things a lot of different options a lot of a lot of things to do uh, and it's important that just feel town listen and try and understand how to you know reach out to kids of this age and to make sure that they do come down to the ground and support their local football club? Yeah, I agree. And I, the other thing I'd add to that, by way of like other distractions, is there's so much more access nowadays to Premier League teams, other teams, foreign teams. And you see, I mean, when I was growing up, okay, in in Huddersfield, there were a few Man United fans. I mean, there were a few. Um, 
well, pretty much Man United fans, <laughs> all Huddersfield fans in that day and age. But nowadays, you see, Jimmy, you see your Barca kits, you see your PSG kits. You probably mm. start seeing. I actually have seen one child in a Saudi Pro League shirt with Ronaldo on. So, do you mean the, oh, that, I saw that, one today as well? That was so weird. I saw, I saw yeah, Ronaldo. Was, one. Yeah. I kind of clocked it and thought, oh, that's that's a kind of a line in the sand moment. But yeah, um, it, Joe, the, there is a bit of evolution as, as children grow up. I think they'll kind of the bright lights of, 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 of foreign football, broad football, and, and, and Premier League football um, will probably take their interest. And then as they grow older and mature and understand, how football works and you don't pick your football team, your football team picks you. Hopefully they'll kind of come back to us at that point. But there's a window opportunity there where I think the club do need to understand that um, for one of a better phrase, getting, getting children and young and understanding that the, the club and being, being more engaged and accessible to younger children, be that activities prior, be that activities at half time, be that engagement with with um, young fans and obviously young young Terriers clubs and stuff that they used to have or probably still do have it. This uh, might need to be kind of tweaked and changed, but it is, it's making it more accessible, it's making it more enjoyable for people of all ages, but not also be naive to the fact that you are then encouraging and creating an, an, an ongoing fan base, a fan base that will kind of come in and bring their children and then bring their children. And it is, it is important. You see, um, clubs do that a lot more with fan zones. I know our fan zone is, is kind of improved with the one game that we had. We, you touched on it last week in the podcast, and I think, um, Nagel's very, very keen on improving the entertainment and um, activities and um, accessibility for all fans outside of just the 90 minutes. But isn't it's say I only saw about it because because mentioned it. Um, but I do think it's it'd be really interesting to see what what comes off the back of it, um, what the what the outcomes of of that forum were, um, and then I do think that the club are um, not doing it as as PR. I think. They are very much from the message that's coming out. They are very much engaged in looking and listening to how they can change football between the hours of Jimmy, mean, not just three, three and quarter to five, but kind of before it, after it, and then during it as well. So um, these initiatives coming out long, long may they continue. But again, it's it's one area of focus. But I think there's area of focus across different kind of sectors of Huddersfield, be that. Um, um, people of different ages, people with different ethnic backgrounds, and people with different financial abilities. I think there's a lot of work that the football club can do and has done. I mean, it's not the fact that it's never done that before. It certainly has. But I do think there's still there's still a wide opportunity in, in Huddersfield to tap into to create more um, Huddersfield I mean, born fans attending the ground and not kind of looking at the bright lights of Premier League and, and, and football abroad. Cosy, welcome back. You had uh, some technical difficulties. There, yeah, my internet's uh, dropped, but I've been up. Uh, We're just talking yeah, about, the youth, about the youth voice yeah. focus group. Interesting, mate. I mean, like, for example, today, Leeds have played Warrington, right? And there's been three. There's been 15,800 there. When Leeds played Lee the other Sunday, there were 12,800. Today's family fun day. So there's, like, the main game was at 3 o'clock. Uh, the academy played afterwards. And before, the women played. And there's loads of other stuff going around. Obviously, everyone knows kind of any cricket is... Barnsley face pit, and they'd, obviously a lot of stuff town do, but I found it really interesting. There's like 3,000 extra people just kind of turned up for this event, and just like looking at that, you know, what town is really interesting. Uh, obviously, uh, America, the, the big show, the, the stuff that they do, and I know it's not for everyone, but I just feel that Huddersfield Town is for so many people, such an inclusive place, and everyone wants their own thing out of the match day as well. There'll be quite a lot of people just, I'm not asked, get me in the ground at five to three with a pine and you know i'm happy and, and off we go and stuff as well but i found it really good uh, i'm really chuffed to see uh max wilkerson and you know the club looking into the 14 to 17 years ago. i think that's just such a it's a massive time in your life is that <laughs> because you're getting you're heading towards your first job kind of girlfriend there's people that kind of takes people away from football at that age so it's like and what do people want? It's, it's really fascinating. We've talked about it before and some of the stuff on Twitter now. You look at Sky Sports News. That's a great example of like totally different now to what it, you've got these vloggers talking about transfers and this, that and the other. But obviously the youth, like the, the age range that they want in that, they love all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, Shh, but so the club has got to find out like what works for a lot of these young people. And obviously people think of fan zones, but you know, the fan zones that we had before, they were like computer games, Facebook, what do people want? It's like, Again, going back to rugby, Lee Centurion, uh, sorry, Lee uh, Leopard, I get a kill me for doing that. The guy there, the chairman, it's incredible what he's doing. He's bringing like top loader to power, like big groups and stuff. And the, and the crowds are growing and, and that's all. Well. It's a proper event. And, you know, it's, it is 
it is really interesting, but it excites me this little bit because I, I care about this kind of stuff because I would. I mean, I spend most of the time in, in town with Scott Bradley till about half past two, but I'd come to the ground at one to half past one if there were something in there. I'll, I'll never forget when we went to uh, Colchester. That's a bit of a weird one, but a lot of years ago when Alan Lee got a goal in like ninth minute, but I remember because there's nothing in, near their ground. They opened their ground up at one o'clock and we went in their end and we had pints for like total discount. It was like 50, 60%. And I, I think you're going to see quite a lot of, uh, you know, stuff that's going on. Could, you know, the big screen, I've, I've mentioned it before, but you go to some of these grounds in Germany and Spain, it's a massive focal part of the stuff. And, you know, it's like, it feels like a show that that's coming on. We don't, we hardly use it. It's garbage. It's ours. You know, you just flash up you know, the, the clock and then that's it. The score, we know what's happening. We don't, you don't need to look at it, our score, but, but you should want to look at it and, but yeah, I think Kevin Neal was going to sort all this out, and a lot of people give me a striker and it's top priority. But no, there's uh, we, we touched on it obviously last week with the ongoing, you know, will we get the ground? Who's going to pay for whatever and, and stuff like that as well. But I, I'm glad we're like, I'm glad that became public 14 to 17. And like you said, Johnny, it'd be nice to see what what were kind of said really in that as well because I've I'm got any children though. That yours is too young to know, but like. What do the 14 to 17 year olds at Huddersfield Town want on a, on a match day and want from the club? It's quite interesting, I think, as well, just like looking at kind of ironic my Instagram. It's totally dead, by the way. I'm coming back uh, in a couple of weeks on there. But the comments on Instagram seem to be from a lot of younger kind of audience. And, and some of the stuff you see, it's really weird. It's like, and the Twitter seems to be the kind of the Facebook. It's, that's what I mean. You've got different audiences for different, but that want different things out of town. And, uh, it's up for them if they can kind of nail it. I mean, obviously we've done well with schools and breakfast and stuff like that as well. But that forty to seventy, what do they want? You know, discount drinks, bands, you know, fan park. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. But it excites me all this stuff. And, and bravo from the clubs for doing the research rather than just saying, right, this is happening to support it. Because what's the point if people want? It's revenue as well. It's like it, it can it can be so much better. And I think when we go to Burnley away last. You know, obviously, we, we took a decent fall, and that's a lot of people might have, have gone in as well. But they've got, again, it's facilities you've got in your Dorset. They had a big sports hall right opposite where they kind of the, the um, not their academy, but the kind of like centre of excellence that they, they have um, was normally based there. And you kind of walk through, it's a big, they've like AstroTurf, the floor. Um, they had loads of like park benches, a big screen showing the game. They had um, a couple of bars so the queues weren't that long yeah papa john's pizza there was some community um takeover going on there was like dances and things like that and it was rammed and then you got you must have had an easy mm. couple of thousand if not more people in there all with a pie in the hand all buying food all watching the game beforehand indoors so if it was you know, it was chucking it down it didn't matter and you think it's something so simple um but it kind of a it kind of brings the community together um, with the Burnley College, we're doing a lot of stuff there, but also it, it's money as well because, like you say, you've not got people. Not to say mm. we don't want people to go into town Huddersfield as well, because obviously a successful football club supports that part of the community as well. Um, but we we could do something like that, I'm sure, uh, and kind of look after it ourselves. And by way of looking to generate more commercial income, which I know again is one of the things that Nagel is looking to do, and it's kind of like we'll wait and see on these things. Um, it's a great opportunity there as well, and just having people in the ground with not great beer and crap foods that. I mean, doesn't even go to us anyway. It's just not a great way of doing things. But like we said, no. um, it's good that these things have been highlighted early, early doors and have been commented on quite a few times. It's clearly an area that is looking to improve. So excited to see what what changes. Mm, I think that's uh, that's nicely put. Um, I did say earlier, didn't we, that Kyle Hudlin's got a new contract extension. I don't think we mentioned that, did we? Um, but yeah, a new new extension for Kyle Hudlin. He's staying for a little bit longer. Um Nice reward for some hard work, I think, guys, don't you? Yeah, definitely, mate. I mean, I, I went to that Stockport game when they were kind of, they were a bit, I were a bit felt sad for him, really, because he, he took the ball and he did some nice things early on, and town fans were, like, like, we're just a pitch tech figure. I thought that's this a bit, bit disparaging, really, and that as well. I get his tall or what have you, but support your player, mate. And I was chuffed when he uh, slotted his goal in, and then here and there the week after, again, he did his goal, and uh, yeah, again, the butter. So, it's really good. I think it sounded like to me, again, Warnock might be thinking, talking shit if he's watching here, but it sounded like to me he was going to go out on a season-long loan again somewhere. And all of a sudden, he's like, uh, yeah, he's going to be part of the plans as well. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm chuffed. Really. I watched uh, a few uh, beating games last year when he uh, when he played and that as well. And you you know there's definitely uh, you know something there. But like we were on about 
you know, with his uh, new signing as well. You, town need to do. You know, I think you've said it before, Matt, and more more to regards to like you know commercial stuff with the club or even as chances. But if if you if you're doing the same as everyone else, you know, this is a bigger market. But like Hoodling's different. You know, hopefully we get signings that are different as well. So no, well well deserved and uh, yeah, it's it's. But again, it just shows that the thing I mentioned on the first pod, this big long bench. Pat Jones has probably gone on last night, pissed off because he's not got on. You know, again, Udlin didn't get on. It's it's going to be so hard to keep everyone happy on the long bench. And I know Leeds fans are like kind of getting mad because they can't even fill a bench. But you know what, mate? I'd probably rather have people because like Nakiyama, trouble is not everyone's going to get on. So it's just going to be a waste of afternoon for a lot of them. So how they solve this puzzle is going to be interesting. But Kyle Udlin, uh, yeah, I would have thought that at, you know, kind of you know, like at the end of last season that he'd be. Uh, Oh, it feels a big part of our future. Do you know his contract did run out? Was he in, was he in the last, yeah, last I year? think it was going to be end of this season. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah I think, that's, yeah. yeah, I think it's a smart move. Because I think it's one of them where, again, it's a cliche, but it's a, it's a big season. It's a big season for a few players at town, but it's a big season for, for Hudlin that if he does get opportunity to get championship games under his belt, like say if he does stay and doesn't go out on loan, um, I know... Uh, I don't think we're going to get a striker who's going to be taking up all the minutes um, in the squad. Um, happily be, be proven wrong. Um, so I think there's going to be opportunities off for him to to come off the bench um, and maybe develop that into into a starting berth as well if, if he if he does well enough. So uh, and if he does, then it's it's wise for the club to be a bit more protected than a player then looking to go out of contract because we've we've seen that um, this season the power that gives. Um, a player to then do I mean either dictate what, what we can get for them by way of money or whether we want to keep hold of them. So yeah, I think it's a smart move with the fact that we're gambling on the fact that he might have a bit of a, a breakthrough season if he does the club are protected equally. So I think I think the players earned it. Um to a certain extent, I it's, it's not a great sample size, is it? But again, I think just to get a few more years under his belt, probably for not a massive increase salary wise, I, I don't think it's a bad move from the club's perspective, from from heartless view. But equally from from the player himself, I think like I say, it's a big season. There's opportunity there. He's gonna have the opportunity to get minutes if he if he works hard enough. Um and I've, like like Cosy says, I think when I've seen him play, um the Stockport game and the Heronarine game. He's looked decent. He's looked he's looked good. Um, so I think he's he's worthy of being given that opportunity as well. So I, I, mean, I think it works to both sides. Yeah, judging on what he does, not how big he is. Judging what he does on the pitch, and so far he's, he's made an impact. Mm. Right, that's it. I think, guys, uh, have any other business before we draw this episode to a conclusion? The only other business I want to crow about that podcast, Matt. You put me on with them Yorkshire guys because it's dog eat dog on there. And they're ready to get stuck into <laughs> me. But I predicted every result. Not the score. Us I said we get a draw. I said Preston would beat Sheffield Wednesday. I said Leeds would get a draw. I said Hull would win Blackburn. I were a bit sweating on that because Blackburn took Leeds and then Hull come back as well. But yeah, and Rotherham, I said they'd. Uh, oh, who did, who did they play? They lost, didn't they? Well, yeah, they lost two. Lost two one, didn't they? Carambar. Yeah. So Sunderland. Oh God. Sunderland. That's it as well. But I think what I'm trying to say is Yorkshire football. Sheffield United have started well, haven't they? So. Yorkshire football is in dire straits. It is absolutely. Yeah, did anyone see how, Brad, how did Bradford get on this weekend? Did anyone see? Who? No one see. Oh, you out. I think it was trending. You out. It was. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, uh, in, but, uh, in small circles. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think that's our division matter. Was sorry before I go. I was chatting to someone in a bar last night, and it's just like you don't know who's going to win the games. I know probably Leicester are going to run away with it, but. You feel you've got a chance in any game in this division, I think. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It might not be the best quality, but it just makes no sense at times. But I, uh, yeah, there'll be someone who'll go or get in them playoffs that will be thinking, oh, how the hell are they there? But yeah, Viva La Championship, baby. Hmm. I think that's all we've got time for this week. So uh, last week, I threw it out there. If you fancy writing for our website, please get in touch with us either on the socials or email me at matt at takesthatchance.com. I had two people respond last week, which was fantastic. Hopefully they're going to start writing for us soon as well. So there's always room for many more on there as well. And also guests, if you do fancy that. So this week's apologies for the voice. Um, my croakiness is out and over. Johnny, good to see you back on the pod again. Cozzy, uh, nice shirt, mate. Good badge. And uh, we'll catch you all again next week.
There's a team that is dear to its followers. The colors are bright blue and white. They're a team of renown. They're the pride of the town. And the game of football is their delight. And all the while upon the field of play, thousands loudly cheer them on the way. Often you can hear them say. Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily, and every goal shall be a memory. So town, play up and bring that cup back to others. So town player, bring the car back to Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.